Yes, the first multi-format series for the Australian women's cricket team against South Africa will get underway next weekend and we're looking forward to bringing you coverage of it all. It will get underway with three T20s, the first two at Canberra's Manuka Oval next Saturday and Sunday, followed by Bill Reeve Oval, three ODIs, the first at Adelaide Oval with the next two at North Sydney Oval and a series which will conclude at the WACA with a first ever test match between Australia and South Africa starting on the 15th of February. And in the lead up to this all, next Wednesday at North Sydney Oval, a Governor's General 11 T20 match against South Africa. And we'll have coverage of that as well. This a year building towards the next Women's T20 World Cup in Bangladesh in September. Australia reigning champions defeating South Africa in Cape Town for the title last year. And now Australia aiming for a fourth consecutive T20 World Cup and seventh title overall. With a look ahead, and he'll be part of our commentary team in this series, starting at North Sydney Oval on Wednesday, is Michelle Gosgo, former Australian batter. It was great to catch up with her a little earlier this afternoon. Oh, hi, Karen. Great to be here. Very excited about the series coming up. And following Australia's recent tour of India, of course, winning the T20 and ODI sections there, India claiming the one-off test in that series. What are the expectations of this one to come against South Africa? Yeah, look, I think it'll be a little bit easier for the Aussies coming back and playing at home turf. Um, very difficult in Indian conditions. And India had played against England um, a few weeks before that and absolutely annihilated them. So on their home conditions, they're very difficult um, to play. But back in, in the WACA, which I'm really excited about being part of the commentary team and seeing... South Africa come against up against the um, really strong Aussie unit. And in terms of a test match, and this will be the first between the Australian women's and South African teams, what is your take on the multi-format series and, and the inclusion of a test match in it? Yeah, I like it. Um, I think probably the only change maybe they look at is making it a five-day test now. Mm -hmm. um, because when I played, it was four days and it has been four days, but maybe they can change around that a little bit and make it five days so you can actually get a result. But I think it's good. It, it puts emphasis on everything. Um, and like we saw with India, they got the win in the test match and then just weren't able to get up for the one-dayers and the T20s. So, um yeah, really excited to see how it transpires. And I think that's the way forward for women's cricket, which is great. And this, of course, being, as we said, another T20 World Cup year. So the even bigger focus on the T20 component of this series and Australia, South Africa in the final at the beginning of last year. And this, the second season of the WPL in India as well. Yeah, it sneaks up on you, doesn't it? Yeah. All of a sudden you blink and the next World Cup's here. Um, but it's good. I mean, look, Australia's coming in off, off that win. Um, and the women's IPL, obviously, the conditions over there are very similar to Bangladesh. Um, so I think it's really good practice for the Aussie girls to go over there, um, play in those conditions. Um, but it's getting tougher. Uh, all the other countries, all of a sudden, we even saw Thailand a couple of years ago in the 50 over World Cup come up. So India is going from strength to strength as well. So it's starting to be a little bit more difficult for the Aussies, as we've seen probably in the last 12 months. And you'll be part of our commentary team, as we said, this Wednesday to get it underway. The lead up T20 at North Sydney Oval, the Governor General's 11 and captain by Melbourne Renegade skipper, Sophie Molyneux coming back from well a, a long time out now due to a ruptured ACL. Yeah, it's great to see her yeah. back. Um, and, and she wouldn't look out of place in that Australian side. I just have vision of her being really gutsy in that test match a few years ago when she got hit into the face. And she came back out with all the strapping around and she went out there. But she's had such a wretched run with injuries. 
Uh, and I think it's great to have her back in the mix. Um, you think about the stops of bowling, uh, spin bowling around the country. You've got Amanda J. Wellington, Sophie Molyneux, you've got Sophie Day coming on as well, um, Jess Donison, The Endless, uh, Georgia Ware and Milana King. So there's so many options there for the Aussies. And the Governor-General's 11 being coached by Kristen Beams, also part of our cricket commentary family and co-host of the Beamsy and Brit podcast with Brittany Carter. Just overall, in terms of this being a lead-up for the series, uh, what are your expectations and what South Africa may show? Yeah, I'd hope that um, they would put on a good showing. Obviously, just get the conditions right. The, the, the pitches at North Sydney Oval have been absolute belters, um, so it's a really good lead-up for them. Uh, I'm really excited by the Governor-General's 11, actually. Um, there's a lot of young talent in there. And, and a lot of the girls that have shown their wares over the, the previous WBBL season, getting an opportunity. Um, Chloe Ainsworth, we saw what raw pace she has. Um, and some really good options with the ball there. Uh, and, and some decent batters as well. So what an opportunity for those girls to be playing against an international team at a pretty good, iconic ground. Yes, indeed. And I know that very special connection with you. And this new chapter, just overall, and just thinking of the recent tour of India, the retirement of longtime Captain Meg Lanning, uh, Captain Alyssa Healy, Vice-Captain Talia McGrath. So many stories from the most recent of series, uh, including Phoebe Litchfield. And I just think in terms of so many Australian players at the moment nominated for ICC awards and, and Phoebe in the running for emerging Cricketer of the Year, Ash Gardner, ODI Cricketer of the Year, and Elise Perry being nominated for T20 Cricketer of the Year. Oh, wow. It's yeah. endless, isn't it? Um, the options <laughs> that you got, it's harder to get in that team yeah. than actually stay in the team at the moment. Um, yeah, Elise Perry, firstly, she's just gone from strength to strength. And you have a look, at like, two years ago, she wasn't even in the T20 side. Uh, evolved the game uh, and has found herself in that middle order um, and, and bowling again, which is really good to see. But Phoebe Litchfield, uh, that says an emerging player. I don't mm. think she's emerging. I think she's already there. So <laughs> she's, What she's, she's achieved in a talent. year, yeah? Oh, I mean, at that age, I was still going to the snack bar at the local shop getting some hot chips and she's out there killing it on the world stage. So, yeah, she's such a mature head as well. And you mentioned Talia McGrath, another leader in the Australian side, um, well led by Alisa Healy, who's doing a really good job. And I just think also like Elise Perry and, and so many storylines, but for her, her 300th game for Australia in the recent tour of India and in that match to seal victory for Australia with a six mind you, in that T20 fixture. Oh, she's superb, isn't she? 300 games mm. for your country. I mean, that that's unheard of um, in Australian cricket. And she's not even, uh, she's not going to finish anytime soon. You think she's like a, a fine bottle of wine. She's just getting better and better with age. Um, so she could play till she's 40 if she likes. She's supremely fit. Um, had those injuries a little bit with a hamstring and things. So it's probably prolonged her career a little bit more. Um, she's so meticulous with everything that she does, recovery, um, preparation, uh, and she could be around for another four or five years if she chooses. Oh, it's always great to catch up with you, Michelle. Just overall, in terms of South Africa, and many names, of course, that we are so familiar with, with the WBBL as well. In terms of what you're most looking forward to and your expectations in the three-format series? Yeah, Marizan Cap. Um, <laughs> she probably didn't have the season that she would have liked um, in the uh, WBBL this season with the Sydney Thunder. Um, probably didn't perform with the bat and ball uh, to her standard, um, but that's the pressure too of coming in as the number one pick. But I think she'll be better for the run. Laura Woolvart, I think she's probably in world cricket, one of the best techniques I've ever seen. If you have a look at her cover drive, you could take a photo of that and put it on a cricket magazine. Um, 
and she actually had another breakout season in the WBBL. But they're starting to emerge, aren't they, um, South Africa? And uh, they're they're a force to be reckoned with, um, and especially in the T20 game. So, not sure how it'll transpire for them in the Test match, but uh, I think I think the bridge will come a little bit closer in the T20 series. Michelle Gosgo, thanks so much for your time again on Grandstand. Looking forward to the series and getting underway for Governor-General's 11 against South Africa at North Sydney Oval on Wednesday. Thanks for your time. No worries, Karen. Thank you very much.